You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Keith. The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menunos and Bing.com, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Luck After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424 256 1729. That's 424. 424- 256-1729. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Luck After Show. Oh yeah, that's right. Welcome back to Luck Episode 8. Once again, I am Dave Klein, and joining me, the ever, ever lovely. <laughs> wow. That's two this time. Wow. Kristen. My name is Kristen. He forgot. You got like all dazed. And I'm sorry. I just it, it blew me away how lovely you look tonight. <laughs> Thank With you. The pink and the gold necklace, and oh. in the studio, Ronnie Jr. Hi, Ronnie. How are you doing, Hi, Ronnie Jr.? Hey, I'm doing wonderful. You just want to hear that beautiful voice, Ronnie. Wonderful. Um, thank you. No, listen. One second. Let me move that out the way. Um, we do want to encourage all our iTunes fans to. Comment on our page. Like, comment on the luck page. There's a lot of a lot of things to comment Lots about. Lots of things to say about we, luck this week. We want to hear from you guys about everything. We do. Yeah. But Bing is for doing, and we are doing another luck after show once again. And yes. as Kristen just said, there was a lot going on this episode. It went by so fast. I was just like, wow, it's really ending already. And I also wanted to mention, how about that new intro? Oh, yeah. So Kristen noticed this. She kind of pointed out to me. The intro was a little bit different. They were kind of throwing, like, fade-ins of people's silhouettes. Yeah, maybe that was supposed to be the season two intro. Hmm. Mm, Could have been. (laughs) How about that? But let's talk talk about that during our news alert later on. We'll save that for later. some special news for you guys later. Sad and exciting, but more sad news. So let's start with, I guess the show started off once again with Chester Bernstein. We're back to Chester, and a lot was going on with Nathan Israel. What was going on with Nathan Israel? We don't know, because he was nowhere to be found. Nowhere, but an email was sent. An email was sent. I mean, Ace immediately woke up and was like, Gus, 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 did we hear from the kid? Where's the kid? Did we hear from the kid? Yeah, so clearly Chester is concerned about him. He actually does care about him. And we see a body bag being moved over on a boat and Mike chainsaws. Is as a boat goes away with a body ba- bag on it. And then we see chainsaws and a what looks like a head bag being anchored down to the bottom of the ocean. Limb by limb was packaged separately. And then heavy weights and chains were tied to each of the bags. I mean, and so much blood on that boat. I was oh, yeah. liking it, but I was also like, oh, man. Man, I thought you really liked it because you've been waiting for this moment for such a long time. And waiting. it has come. There has been officially a death on the show. Mm-hmm. And when... Gus kind of reads the email to Chester. Chester completely knows. He mutters under his breath about the the email, which is basically the email is 
from Nathan. Nathan Israel resigning from the job. And Chester just mutters bullshit yeah. under his breath about yeah. it and has to explain to Gus that the kid's dead. Right. So he's not happy. He's not a happy camper at all. I, I don't understand why Mike killed him. I mean, I guess it was just out of rage. Yeah, I think it was purely out of rage because he could have... Mm. Uh, really, when you think about it, he could have just said, I don't want to deal with him anymore. I will. I refuse to deal with this kid. Mm-hmm. Instead, he uh, picked up that ashtray and let him have it, Nathan Israel. Twice to the head. I mean, we saw that coming, though. Like I said, who is guaranteed $2 million to do a safe job? I don't know. (laughs) Actors. Actors are. No, saying that. I'm not talking about actors. I'm talking about people in general in business do not make $2 million a year when they were making, what, like $20 an hour. I mean, that's quite the promotion. That is a big jump. That's... You get that jump because your new line of work is not safe. So I did note that this was quite the gangster intro. A lot of gangster stuff going on. And we also had at the beginning, meanwhile, while all this was going on, Mr. Cohen, who Mm -hmm. is one of the people with Mike's crew, I believe he's like a lawyer for Mike or something to that extent, but he's meeting with the native Indians about the casino. Right. And he's offering them money. Yeah, he's offering more money than than Chester. Well, he, he assumes that Chester had offered money. Right. And he says, I will offer more, period. Mm-hmm. And, and this is all being recorded, we say. Yes. It has all been recorded by the security crew and passed off to Gus, who takes yeah. the DVD of all of this. And, I mean, why did the security crew just easily give it up to Gus? Well, as the Indian does mention, he says to uh, Mr. Cohen... I've been dealing with Ace for a long time. He completely mm-hmm. trusts Ace. Apparently, right. he, apparently, him and Ace have a very long-standing relationship. So I suppose, mm-hmm. what, maybe for all we know, Chester gave them even more money just to set him up. I don't even think Chester had to give anybody money. I just think Chester's word is worth more than any money would be to those Indians. Yeah, and that that could be the case, and that's probably mm-hmm. what it is. Absolutely. So for whatever reason, they totally trust him mm-hmm. enough to even scam this guy. Right, and so, I mean, eventually we see Ace with the disc. Yeah. And do you think copies were made before that disc was passed on? You know, I'd have to assume. I mean, we can go ahead and talk about what happens, because then he's pissed. He goes to Mike. He goes straight to Mike and mm-hmm. says, this is over. Right. I'm out of it. This is done. I'm doing all my he's stuff not, on my own. Yeah, he just says, Mike's out of it. Right, Mike's out of it. He says, I'm not dealing with you anymore because you killed the kid. And I mean, do you believe Ace? Because he is the one who approached them because yeah. he wanted them to be part of this so he could get at them. But, I mean, now he already has them for murder and for, you know, trying to get Indian gambling into the casinos, which is apparently illegal in Sacramento. Yeah. I, don't, so, I don't think anything he said was straight. I think it was completely fake. Um, I didn't think at first that the DVD, I was kind of questioning why I dropped off the DVD there. I thought maybe that was him showing faith that he was out of it. But I think mm-hmm. I think you're right. I think he probably made copies of it. Right. And I think, I think this is just furthering him trying to screw them over. He's using it as more fuel because now he's even more pissed at them because yeah. they just killed somebody else. And now we hear Mike's plan is even to go bigger than Ace's plan. So <laughs> so maybe he's right. Maybe that's exactly what he's trying he, to do. He and he knows Mike that well. Them. Yeah, he was. <laughs> <laughs> I just threw my pen. I noticed that. What are you going to do? Um, I'll leave it. That's I don't need it. 
That's um, how in- into it I was. I threw my pen. I saw that. Can we get a little music up in here, Ronnie? What are you doing in the booth? You're not making this any easier for Ronnie's us. Ronnie's running around in the back here. here. Um, we saw what happened with uh, Nick DeRossi and Gus going up to Toro and being like, we need to we need a space where we can talk to this guy in private and he grabs Toro by the neck. Yeah. And I told you they want to kill Nick. They they want a place where no one can see what's going on because he is very mad and he's upset. But I mean And me being totally oblivious, I didn't I was just like, Oh, is that what that was? I just <laughs> thought they wanted a private place. I don't know. And Toro's like, I don't need any more trouble here. And then we find out from Ace that Ace is actually how Toro got his job. Yeah, and something I noted was that he's kind of talking to Toro about it, and I think he was just talking about why, in the end, he wants this private space and why Toro should give it to him. But he's telling Toro, 30 years ago, I I was buying carrots from you, and I got you your first job. Mm -hmm. And he starts mentioning names. It makes sense to Toro. And what I remember, though, was his very first interaction with Toro. He asked Toro how much carrots are, in his very first interaction, and so that kind nice. of ties it together. Give you a nice little round of applause over there, since Ronnie. Because Ronnie's not going to do anything. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a, you know, it was a nice little. Thank you. A little late there, Ronnie. Where's our music? Where's the dancing? You're. We want dancing. <laughs> I mean, the fans. <laughs> <laughs> Think about the fans, Ronnie. Where are you it's at? For the fans, man. <laughs> so we we do get this nice little tie back to why he was asking for the carrots in the mm-hmm. first place because that was a strange thing why would you ask about the carrots and this right. kind of shows why he was asking how much the carrots cost and so now Turo knows and they've also Gus and Chester have talked before about how Chester's the one who brought Toro up and Toro has no idea so now he knows. And so now maybe they can form an even stronger bond and a stronger so. relationship. I think they will. So he why- does end up giving them the private space. Right. And back to that private space, why did Gus just take Nick's phone? I mean, I guess he was looking for proof that something else was going on. And right. Then, and then he apparently destroyed his phone. And I really wanted Gus to smack Nick around. I mean, although yeah. Ace was like, no blood will be shed over this. And you know what? I don't know if he necessarily destroyed the phone. I think that was just an excuse that he was to saying. To keep it, to keep his Right, phone. to keep it. But mm-hmm. I feel like what you were saying about recording, did they record the conversation or not, maybe the whole point, and I, I don't know, but if you notice, Gus wasn't saying anything. Right. The whole time, Gus said nothing and just let Nick talk. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering if maybe... He was just trying to get Nick to confess without saying anything. He's just standing there trying to give him some confession room. That's a good point. And maybe he did have a recording going in case Nick said anything. Right. Although Nick runs to Mike later and is like, I didn't say crap. I didn't say anything. Don't worry. Nothing's been said. I thought Mike was actually going to hit Nick. Yeah, I thought so too. I I thought another ashtray was going to go flying, especially when Mike (laughs) stood up next to Nick. I was like expecting that ashtray to come back. You know, but, I really wish Mike was more of a badass. I mean, because yeah. he, he's like this mafia guy who swings ashtrays, but like, come on. And he has like ladies and he has a his own boat. He's on a boat. Well, in a way, <laughs> Nick Nick is kind of like almost to Mike, I think, what Gus is to Chester. I think it's like his confidant. But less of a man. But less of a man. Yeah. That he, 
But Gus he knows what he's capable serious. of. Yeah. I mean, I was really excited when Gus like grabbed the back of Toro's neck. I was like, right on, Gus. Yeah, get like, in there. It seemed get like that. he was pulling out his inner <laughs> mafioso badass. <laughs> but he didn't really do much. He just sort of, sort of stood there. But we really, I feel like we don't know exactly what happened in that room yet. Mm-hmm. And maybe we're going to find out next episode more right. about what happened in that room. So I'm assuming more happened that we didn't totally get. I just can't believe Nathan's gone. I know, that's sad. I mean, it Nathan... was so the Dexter way. I mean, I, you guys, I'm sure, remember me from Dexter if you watched the after show for Dexter. I remember but, um, you from Dexter. Oh, good. Well, I mean, that's really how Dexter would dispose of the bodies, you know? He would take his little boat out and dump them overboard in the sea. Yeah. I mean, they're taking totally notes. stealing that, yeah. They're taking notes. From a notes. true serial killer. <laughs> yes, but... I, I don't know. I I, I, I can't believe I'm the extreme that dead. they went I, to. They chopped him up so much. And I mean, Ace even says, you know, it was my my fault, too. I'm the one that sent him to you. Blood's on my hand, too. But I, I really feel like he was saying that more of, to like, get to confession. get at Mike more, too. Because he's pissed about it, but he's trying to use it as an excuse for, like, this is why I'm going to conclude business without anything... Again, to try and get Mike to get further and deeper involved in it. Right. And he, Mike doesn't really confess anything. He's like, why are you doing this? So I'll confess. And he doesn't. Yeah, Mike doesn't say crap mm-hmm. about it. Even though it's so obvious. He's like, oh, well, I, believe the, I choose to believe the email I was sent. So, I mean, what do you think this end goal for Ace is, his plan? I mean, just to fuel Mike into making the mistakes? Because so far, that's been yeah, what has been happening. I think his point, I think he... Asking questions to I, questions to just fuel Mike. I think the point is just to get Mike in prison. And that's why he doesn't want Gus to kill Mike. Mm-hmm. I think he wants him in prison. I think right. that's the goal is for him to feel what it's like to be in prison. I think you're right. And then maybe he's getting himself in trouble because now Gus is worried that Chester is going to get off. He's going to get whacked. Mm-hmm. And he's at the end of the episode, he's like, don't stand too don't close stand to the window. Don't stand by the window. You're not going to the gym alone. Mike's going to whack you. And the fun thing is, is the only thing Chester seems to care about, and the only thing he says is like, I don't know how Claire's going to feel about that. She's going to be disappointed. I wanted to take her to the tracks. Because <laughs> like, I guess she'll, she'll get along fine with it. She'll be fine. According to Gus, but that's all, all that we Chester cares see about. Claire, though, no, she's not all. in the episode. And you know, moving on. You know who I'm really sad that we didn't see? Who? The gamblers. Yeah, we, we didn't get much like of them. Two shots. Can we transition into? Yes, them right let's now? transition to the gamblers. So we do folk- get them at the very beginning. Their first scene with them is them making bets again. They're just making yeah. bets, at, and we see Naomi. Naomi's right. hanging out with them. But they're really upset that Toro's focus is Gus's horse and not theirs. Yeah. That so, was a huge point that I noticed that they said in the beginning. And yeah, Naomi's there right beside Jerry, and Marx is like, doesn't she have a daytime job? And Jerry's like, it's fine, it's fine. But I noticed her new dye job. Check out those highlights. Yeah. What do you think? I was going to say, you, I was going to pull that out <laughs> that you noticed. So applause for Kristen there for noticing that subtle detail. <laughs> Because I would say that's applause. really subtle. How about not an applause? You guys wanted to earn a song? We okay, did. Okay, sure. Kristen what, earned it what there. What is this song? Hey. Mm. <laughs> what? Teach me how to dougie. Oh, We're gonna get teach me here. how to dougie. We're going to get some low. Okay, so you're the break dancer. Teach me a move, Dave. You know why? Come on, Dave. I break dance. I don't know how to dougie, though. I know how to break dance. We'll try a different song. Back to look. 
Yeah, that wait, was a wait. slow one. I don't, but I need to learn how to dougie. Like, how do you? You get really low. You, really you kind of use. Get really low. Yeah, you get really low, and you use. You have your legs out as you get low. I'm not standing up right <laughs> now because I don't know exactly how to do it. You your legs and you get low. Yeah. None of this makes sense to me. If you know you how to dougie, call in. Let me know. <laughs> I need help. Kristen wants to know how to dougie. <sighs> you can be my trainer for the night. So, Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> Lots of trainers are in this you, show. Are you? I the, just want to learn how to dougie. Don't saying, don't take this past the show. I, I don't know. I was Do saying, are you going to be? Are you going to be Dr. Joanne in the trainers Turo? Is that what's going on? No. You okay. guys know what I was talking about. Call in, teach me how to dougie. <laughs> don't take it there. Don't take it there. Okay, so. Back to the gambler's own Naomi. I, yeah, good I think job she's noticing using that. Jerry's that, money. That's what that yeah. means. Her dye job. I'm not just noticing colors here. I think that means that, you know, Jerry totally paid for her to go get her hair done. Probably her nails did, too, I would suspect. Yeah, let's point out that Kristen did her nails. Some sweet purple here some going on. I was going to do green, you know, because you're so St. Patrick's Day, but didn't get to it, and it's over, so... So we got some sweet purple. Your purple is looking good. We're matching my shirt and and your nails. There you go. Boom. We planned it. They totally (laughs) planned it out. They called each other up on the phones. What color shirt are you wearing? They probably called into After Buzz to plan it out. Nails and that number is Ronnie. Four two four two five six seventeen twenty nine. Four two four two five six seventeen twenty nine. I know you have so much to say. So much to say about this because this was a pretty involved episode. Let's, what do you have to say about, about Naomi's hi- highlights, which really looks skanky and bad, by the no, way? No, I agree. I, well, my thing about her highlights, I have to say, is she does not look nearly as attractive as she did as a pure brunette. I, mean, I agree. Say that. I agree. You know, I think most Kristen, girls brunettes always... Do, brunettes look pretty good, wouldn't you say, I Kristen? I think brunettes look pretty good. I'm a... I, I mean, brunettes. I kind of like the dirty blonde on guys, but... <laughs> brunettes on brunettes girls, on is, girls is, where is where it's at. I would have to agree with that. Uh, but yeah, so Lee's So, no, using, I can see that she's definitely using, using some of his, his money. money there. And that's why I think... I think that's part of why Marcus's concern for Jerry right. isn't just that she's hanging out so much, but right. that she's kind of using him a bit. I would totally agree. But you know what... She's also giving him driving lessons, mm-hmm. so, you know, maybe <laughs> it's earned. Like I said, he's paying for those. I don't think that's right. He is kind of paying for those in a way, when you and think about it. I thought maybe they were still using their grill when we saw that shot around them at the pool and the table, yeah. and the grill was kind of in the background, but no, they ordered Chinese They food. ordered some Chinese, but it's still there. It's still their spot. Mm-hmm. So... Oh, I wanted to, wait, so we find out, uh, I just want to say one other thing about the gambler is uh, Marcus comments that his handicapped girlfriend has been sending him pictures of what she's wearing. Oh, I missed that. You missed that? I was taking a note. That's hilarious. It is hilarious. Wow. I'm glad you caught that because I totally missed that. Yeah. I was taking a note. I'm sorry. It happens. It happens. But that's great. Yeah, so Marcus didn't seem too upset about it. <laughs> ah, so maybe maybe we're getting some romance we're going romance on. Developing there, and um, let me pull us to the scene, the big one of the big scenes in the episode where everybody comes together, and we can use this as a transitioning mm-hmm. point too. So we see all of the owners are together except for Chester because he's on the boat. But mm-hmm. all the owners are together for the derby that's coming up. We the got derby a big day. derby day coming up. So we got the gamblers there. Because basically they're choosing, I think all the horses are already in the race and are chosen because you have to earn your spot in the derby. Right. But they're choosing the order of what horse is going to be in what position on Mm -hmm. the track. And there's better and worse spots, so they're doing it again by luck. You Mm -hmm. roll for your spot. And we see 
Pint of Plain is there, which is the which is Gus's horse. We right. see Get It Up Morning is there, so we got <laughs> my favorite name, the best name. <laughs> um, so we got Get It Up Morning. Who doesn't want to get up morning? I want to get up every morning. <laughs> hey, oh, applause over there in the booth. What? What? Ryan's like, no, 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 no applause for the dirty jokes. Okay, okay. whatever. So <laughs> see I'm not happy run. about that. So the gambler's horse is there. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, all of the Mangeto is there. Mon-Geto. So all of the major contenders are there drawing for spots. And this all is the horses that have been winning. Yeah, every every episode, all these horses have been winning, this- but never have we seen them. Oh, late, late, late to the program. <laughs> so we see that this is going to be the season finale, definitely, which we can get right. on for predictions. But this is going to be the major happening. We've is this never derby. seen all these horses go against each yeah, other. Yeah, we've never seen a single one go against each other. I mean, Ace's horse always wins. Gambler's horse always wins. Walter's horse always wins. Now, they're all three going to be right. competing so against each other. That is going to be epic, what's going to happen. I, it's weird. I've, I don't care that much about horse racing, but I'm so invested in these horses and mm-hmm. these owners now that I... I'm actually concerned who's going to win. What's I going know. to happen? We can like, predict we have, in the when we go to predictions. Yeah, because we, we have a bunch of horses that we could potentially be rooting for right. now. I like all of them. Yeah, I like all of them too. But, but my, I can't help but love the gamblers. So despite so you who I think, I'll get to that in predictions. But I just love the gamblers. So of course I just well no I'm not saying who win. you predict is going to win. Yeah. I'm saying right now who who would who you I want, want to win? win the gamblers. You... I do because Ace doesn't need the money. Um, who else? There's... Walter. He's just like an old grumpy man. Yeah. And I just I don't like that Ronnie's on his horse. So I specifically don't want Ronnie to win because yeah. he's riding. And I suspect that Ronnie will fall, mess up the horse, or kill himself. Right. <laughs> <in> riding. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I'm going to go with Rosie on the gambler's horse, my favorite rider on my favorite gambler's horse, so they are definitely going to be who I want to win. And you know, I'm going to have to agree with you, because I like the gamblers as well, and that's who I would want Mm -hmm. to win, is because I I like the gamblers, I want their horse to win, and... I, and they always I, split their money, so it's yeah. more than one winner, too. And I like Rosie. She's my favorite jockey, so she's going to be on the horse. And, and Naomi needs a new dye job, so they need the money. I know. Naomi <laughs> definitely needs a new dye because that was a terrible job. <laughs> Poor terrible choice, choice, Naomi. So we see Rosie gets the ride over Leon. Yeah, so though. let's transition to the jockeys Toro there. Toro apparently point. gets to pick who rides the horses. Right. I'm sure the gamblers get a say, as we saw with Chester being pissed about Wrote, or um about who was riding and mm-hmm. bumps off Leon so he can get a better rider. Right. So if they really want it, the owners do have a say. But yeah, it seems like the trainers choose it. Toro's mm-hmm. the one who chooses. And it's not only that though. Leon once again is too heavy. Right. Five Plain pounds though. Yeah, he's five pounds too heavy. Be a fighter, man. Fighters always drop weight. When you think about it. Yeah. But so Leon's too heavy. So. Joey runs over and Joey's trying to be the good agent and he's like, well, put Rosie on the horse. And he and does. Toro listens. So Rosie's on the horse. So this is going to be some big trouble here because he breaks the news to Leon first and Leon is pissed. He's like, Rosie? Yeah, he goes he into the, to the jockey's locker room and he's like, Rosie? Yeah. And they didn't even talk about it this episode, but when Rosie finds out the news, she's not too upset. She's like, well, what about Leon for a second? Yeah, so at and first she like, is concerned. Yeah, you're riding over Leon. That's who you beat out. I, I think part of why she's okay with it, though, because I think she is concerned about Leon. I think yeah. it's because Joey explains to her that, look, Leon was overweight yeah. and he couldn't make weight mm-hmm. and you can. So I think 
that makes it so it doesn't hinder her excitement. Right. So she's like, okay, my boyfriend can't ride it. So it's not my fault. He can't ride it anyway. Right. So this is great for me. Mm-hmm. So, and you know, I think the way Leon ends up handling it, maybe he doesn't hold it against Rosie because he goes straight to the bar. To, he's starts, drinking beer. Yeah. He's going to have that beer belly. That's not helping him lose no, the weight. Why? If, he, if he needs to get on a horse eventually, don't drink beer at yeah, all. I don't get why their hangout spot for the jockeys is a bar <laughs> when they're <laughs> trying to lose sense. weight when alcohol is the worst thing you can drink right? to lose weight. Or soda. <laughs> or drinking that soda. <laughs> yeah, so but, we see Leon actually sit right next down, plop next down to who he knows uses drugs, Ronnie. Yeah, and he asks Ronnie... For the very specialist of stuff. Yes, the specialist <laughs> of stuff. Not the special thing, but the most specialist for keeping weight. Yes. Actually, his quote is, what's the most specialist stuff for pulling weight? Is it yeah. the direct quote there. So smart, that Leon. <laughs> so... Ronnie does the first good thing he has ever I've done. I've ever seen him do. And Thanks to AA, I'm guessing. Maybe. Or maybe it's just because he's so happy he gets a chance to be riding this horse. Mm-hmm. He says he, he doesn't want to risk getting in trouble because this is the race of his career. But it's not only that, though. He also tells Leon that he doesn't want to have Leon go down the same road that he went down. Mm -hmm. So he's actually looking out for Leon. And I'm surprised because why would he do that? Because he's also in competition with Leon at the same time. I guess it's, well, Leon's not in the race for one thing, I guess. But still, he's competing with him. I mean, Right, because they are both jockeys. Yeah, and they've both ridden for the same horse owners, so. But it seems like maybe he feels like they have a bond because they've been represented by Joey. And it does seem like... Ronnie broke the news to Joey in a bad way, but Ronnie did break the news to, not Joey, to Leon mm-hmm. about when Leon was bumped. So maybe Ronnie does kind of like Leon because right. they've they've known each other for a long time. They have a history. So we see him do something good for once. He's not putting Leon down that path. So how do you think Leon's going to lose this weight? I don't know. Maybe <laughs> stop going to the bar for one thing. Yeah, I and- think he's going to just go ahead and try a drug anyway because he said right there, you know, I've tried everything healthy and safe. Yeah. So, yeah, except for stopping to drink. Just come on, man. <laughs> come on. Yeah, so, I don't know. I don't know, but it's just like, I don't I don't know if he's going to do drugs. I think, because I feel like if he did and he was going to go that route, we would have mm. seen it this episode. Right. So, but I then I'm not sure. Episode, so maybe he, we'll, he's not we'll come to that for predictions. Next episode, so maybe he's gonna right. be experimenting instead of cheering on his girlfriend. Drugs. What a terrible boyfriend! Cheer on your girlfriend, yeah. man. So we see that. We also see an interaction with Ronnie and Rosie at the beginning, where Rosie's trying to give Ronnie some advice. <gasps> She's trying to be nice and, and give advice. Ronnie's just like, "Thanks, mom." Mm-hmm. Just like that. He's like, "I'll be back in in ten minutes, mom." Whatever. So, he's such a jerk still. I don't like him no matter what he's doing, helpful or not. He yeah, he's leave. still a jerk. But Rosie takes it pretty gracefully after she, after she finds mm-hmm. out she's riding in the derby. She goes up to Walter. She's like... They actually watch the race together. Yeah, they watch the race together with Ronnie riding. And she actually takes it gracefully. She's mm-hmm. like, he's a, good, he's a good rider. You picked well. I'm happy for you. So she's fine. She's so taking she fixes well. things with Walter. Yeah, so she's she's doing the good thing. She's doing it right. Except for I noticed something oh, that right. I want to point out oh, during this race. What? And we both noticed it. Oh. And I'm going to throw it out there. <laughs> throw it. So Ronnie, it looked like oh, okay. at one point whipped the horse for a second. He did. And why did 
Walter not go crazy about this? I don't get that. And I'm wondering if it's because it was on TV and that this they was watching this time instead with his binoculars and he didn't catch it? No, I really think what it was is I think that when Rosie whipped getting up morning, the horse was already winning the race. So it didn't make sense at that point to whip the horse. And yeah. she even calls Ronnie a maestro because I feel like, you know, maestros, they go like this they with their conduct, stick or yeah. whatever. So I felt like he conducted the horse at the right time. When he hit, whipped the horse, which he only whipped it one time, and it didn't seem like he took all his strength like Rosie did that one yeah. time she whipped it. He just hit it at the right time. And that's when the horse really went ahead of everyone and won. Yeah. So I think that's why she said he was a maestro and he knew how to orchestrate the horse well because he he wasn't hitting it just to hit it. And I felt like that's what Rosie was doing. She was whipping the horse when she didn't need to. Right. Well, she was just desperate. And she was she, desperately No, she hitting. wasn't desperate. Don't you remember when she whipped the horse? She was way well, ahead of the pack anyway. She, well, she was. There was one horse with her where they were neck and neck and her horse was slowly itching ahead. But she didn't think that... She didn't realize that it was I don't missing know. ahead. I think she didn't realize, but when they showed it on TV, she was way ahead of everyone when she whipped that horse, so it wasn't necessary. Right, but as she explained it, though, she explained it as, I think I had to when yeah. she talked about it. So. And she whipped it a couple times, though, and we only see Ronnie do it once, so right. Walter didn't even bring it up. But I don't know. I am still thought that Walter would be pissed about it, yeah. but I guess not. Walter has other concerns on his mind. Oh my gosh. I don't even like this storyline. Bowman, yeah. you know, he's trying to say he has the affidavit and the horse is his because it was in his barn and the barn fees were never paid. And we go to find out that this barn was actually the one where the horse's dad was killed because it was insured for so much money. Right. And somehow Walter, through a handshake and everything, got to take care of the horse because they didn't care about it because they were doing this whole insurance fraud thing anyways. And Walter wanted to save the horse. Mm -hmm. So like, fine, you can have the horse. We don't care. We just want this insurance fraud thing. And they end up going to a little mini court session about mm -hmm. it. Walter has his lawyer and... They decide that Walter's the owner, fair yeah. and square. I mean, Bowman only showed up after he probably saw this horse was winning all these races. Right. Otherwise, he wouldn't care. But it looks like this was the court of the Derby or yeah. something like that, not an official court, more like right. a Derby court or something like that, yeah. or like the horse racing court. And I mean, Bowman says it's not over and he's going to publish all this stuff. Yeah. So we have a number of Walter flip-outs in this episode. He kind of presents himself as a jerk. And too. crazy. Like yeah. a mean old grumpy crazy man. Because he flips out on his lawyer who's just trying to help him. But he yeah. flips out on the lawyer. And yeah. the lawyer's like, calm down. I'm trying to, I'm on your side here. Yeah, and then he like throws Bowman to the ground and assaults yeah. him. And I'm just like, and he is just crazy in his voice. And he like, I can barely hear him. He sounds like an animal Yeah, sometimes. well, he's like grunting. He's like, <laughs> and the way he does it. That was, an exact... that was a very, if I was in charge of the controls, you would have gotten applause from me. Because that was so exact. That's what he's like. That just sounds like a slow clap now. I'm going to throw that out. Now it sounds like I'm stupid. Thank you, Kristen, for making me feel stupid. Well, I'm on your That's side, cool. although Ronnie in the booth may not be. Ronnie in the booth is never on my side. <laughs> not being grumpy old man towards Ronnie Jr. in the booth. <laughs> wow, oh, you are really, you won. I'm really think, rocking it. I think you just won a race. I think so too. Can I mention a nice transition? Because I feel like we need one anyway. Yeah, let's throw in that. How about 
whenever Ace ha- is like laying on his horn when he pulls up to Mike's boat, he's laying on his horn because he wants Mike to come out of the boat. And yeah. that horn transitions to the gates of the race opening. Beautiful transition. Thank you. It was great. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, saw, I noticed that too. And it was an amazing transition. And there was so much tension too during that moment, a lot of buildup coming into it. And as he lays on the horn, it starts the race and signals it off. It was it was a well I'm gonna throw it to the editors there, because that was probably thanks to the editors. It was a great transition and great build up, a lot of momentum. And part of why this I feel like this episode really ran smoothly. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of there were ups and downs in the pacing, but it never felt too long and too short. Right. They really paced it well. No, I agree. So should we move on to Dr. Joanna getting kicked? Yes. Dr. Pregnant Joanne getting kicked by the horse. So Dr. Joanne, in the very beginning of the episode, is kind of just trying to put a, um, a horseshoe on a horse or take off right. a horseshoe. Take off one. And the horse is not having any of it and kicks her, wallops her right in the stomach, in the uterus. And she flies backwards. Yeah, so that's and... a heavy kick. Yeah. Goes was... to the hospital. Yeah, with the little, what's his name? The little boy? Eduardo, I think. Eduardo, yes. Is that right? Yeah, and he's just been, Eduardo, he's been hanging out with them all the time now. I guess because, you know, he just lives with his uncle and his, right. his parents and, are non-existent. And again, we're him. seeing the softer side of Turo. He's, mm-hmm. this whole episode, too, he's kind of just like taking things in stride. Mm-hmm. He's just dealing with things. And with this, too, he's like, he's, he's all he's concerned about during the derby his real concern is Dr. Joanne. Like, he has his phone there ready to go during the derby when they're announcing who's going to be in the yeah. derby. And that's all he really cares about is the kid. So I think he would make a good father, actually. And I think it would uh, bring his temper down a bit, yeah. really relax him as a human being because he is just... So high-strung. Yeah, really high-strung, really mean and yeah. tempered. But so being a father, I think, would make him a better man. Right, and... Dr. Joanne asked him to take care of Eduardo for the night because it's his turn. He's like, of course I will. And you see them sleeping together. I mean, they were in the exact same poses. Yeah. Sleeping in in the living room together and Eduardo. And he makes sure that Eduardo um, brushes his teeth, goes to the restroom before bed. Like, he's a good dad. Yeah. So it it seems like Turo is really chilling out and... Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's he's becoming a better guy, and he's becoming a better gonna really wants to be a father. He does really care about this kid, and he's trying to be there. So which is even good. I feel like you know they're gonna perform the surgery to see if they can save Doctor Joanne's baby. Yeah, I don't know that they're gonna be able to because it seems so early on. They're, at the same, I time. mean, apparently the doctors are telling him there's a good chance, but right. he doesn't seem too hopeful hopeful about it. Do you think that maybe they would adopt Eduardo if she loses the baby? That's a good question. I wonder if that is where they would go with that Mm because they do seem to care about it more than the uncle. Right. But at the the same time, I don't know, like, that stuff gets so weird. And even though the uncle is such a terrible father. I mean, I don't see why they brought in this kid otherwise. Yeah. It was weird to bring in this kid that Toro and Dr. Joanne suddenly taking in. It, it's one thing to have him come help out at the stables, but I feel like it's another to have him like be staying the night at their houses. Yeah, they they kind definitely are sort of starting to raise this kid and become yeah. their the parents of this kid. For no good reason. Yeah. So For no apparent reason at all. I don't know. We'll see what happens. But 
I think that's pretty much wraps up most of this episode. Yeah, I think so. Let's go take a commercial yeah. break, and then we're going to come back with some serious news for you guys. We got some hard-hitting news. Very hard-hitting. After Buzz TV. Hi. I was once like you, a lazy, angry loner whose only joy was watching TV and surfing the net. And, like you, after I'd see one of my favorite TV shows, I'd be so excited and have so many questions that I'd actually have to talk to my douchebag co-workers about it at the water cooler. Then, I discovered AfterBuzzTV.com. AfterBuzz TV produces after-show webcasts and podcasts for TV series of all kinds, like post-game wrap-up shows for all your favorite TV shows. AfterBuzz TV hosts are industry insiders who break down episodes of shows, take calls from fans, and interview cast and crew from each series with over 60 different aftershows from Boardwalk Empire to American Idol to Vampire Diaries to Real Housewives and more. Now, after a night of TV, I can ignore my stupid co-workers, who I hate, and go straight to my desk and watch or listen to all my favorite AfterBuzz TV aftershows and have all the TV fan interaction I need. Thank you, AfterBuzz TV. AfterBuzz TV. What do you want to buzz about? Thank you, AfterBuzz TV. Hard-hitting news music. Let's go. News. News. AfterBuzz TV News. Oh, man, Kristen. This is some sad news. I am so sad. I can't even talk about it. I guess that means you're laying it for me to talk I about am. it. So, a, and this is eerie, Kristen, because you were just talking about last, last week, week as a news alert about all these horse deaths that have been going on in the show. I mean, I really just wanted to say the reality of horse racing. Horses die all the time in horse racing. Yeah. It so, is not a safe sport. So, they're trying to make it safer for horse racing, and there's a lot of rules on filming for when you're going to do horse racing filming that HBO's done. They tried to pick up the safety precautions Mm -hmm. after a couple of horse deaths and PETA complaining. And the the precautions that they were taking were even more precautions than they actually do in horse racing. Right. And I think that people just don't realize that horses actually die. Pretty much they're injured or or die every race. Right. It happens all the time at the racetrack. there's there's already higher precautions for when you're doing filming than horse racing has, mm-hmm. but they picked it up even more after a couple of horse deaths at HBO. But sadly, another horse died, which is very horse which is sad. Three. Horse number three, which is sad. And due to this, HBO has canceled the second season of Luck because they don't want to deal with any more horse deaths or anything else that's going to happen. Yeah. So Pete- you got some crying noise in there too. Because I'm really sad about yeah. it. I mean, I feel like that's why I lacked enthusiasm this episode. Because I am really sad. I'm sad, too. Because it seems like they've been really building up this show for another season. For the second season, and which I thought it, was just going to be crazy. Right. It seemed like that's when things were going to really go down. But we have a couple things going on. I kind of did some research on okay. it. Which, what's What happened with Fill it? Fill us in, please, so, Dave. apparently, what first happened was TMZ was the first one to break mm-hmm. the news about it. Yeah, I heard the with, people on the show didn't even know right, about it. Right, the people in the show, a lot of people on the show didn't even know because you're not necessarily going to be there for every shot that takes place. Because, mm-hmm. like, what, the horse races, they're not going to have the real actors during those horse races if that's how it died. But TMZ broke the news with a story they published called, quote, No Moments of Silence for a Dead Horse. Because apparently oh. they euthanized the horse, they waited a couple hours, and then they filmed, started filming right again to keep on schedule. Because that's what you do when you're on a shoot. You have a schedule you have to maintain. Mm-hmm. But TMZ wrote this really negative article about the horse racing and broke it in a really negative way. 
So, Michael Mann, the director of the show, is blaming TMZ for the cancellation of the show and saying because they spun it so negatively and people were reacting so negatively because of that story Mm -hmm. that that's why they had to cancel the show. And that's how people were finding out. You know, I really think it had to have been someone who was working on the set of the show that leaked the information to TMZ. Right. I mean, how does TMZ find out? And why would you do that? Because that's your job. And I heard that no one's getting severance pay, and this show is supposed to be filming for another eight months. Yeah, so the show is supposed to be filming for another eight months, and now the cast and crew... I mean, the actors, a lot of the major actors, they get paid enough money, in my opinion. they'll be fine. They'll be fine. But it's more the cast and crew that I'm worried about, and Mm -hmm. they're not getting severance pay for this now. So they're all bummed out because they had a gig lined up. They had a job lined up, and they're not getting paid anymore. I mean, if anything, I think that this really will show light um, to the fact that shed light on the fact that horses really do die in horse racing. And it's a very hard sport that people don't understand. And filming, horses shouldn't die on set. No, they shouldn't. But PETA is happy about this. They're applauding it. They're like, we're glad you're canceling the show. We're so happy about it. Well, screw you, PETA, first of all. I don't care about yeah. PETA at all. But, I mean, I don't want horses dying. That sucks. Mm-hmm. But I also don't like PETA. I mean, this is actually worse PR for horse racing than it is yeah, for Yeah, this lot. is really bad PR for horse racing. But there's also speculation that the show has not been getting the numbers that they've been wanting. And this is a mm-hmm. very convenient excuse to cancel the show for not pulling ratings. So, that's also out there as possible thing. I mean, I've been enjoying the show, but it too. but it took a while to pick up. So It did. I would agree with that. I really think, you know, there should have been this episode that was so fast-paced and there was so much going on. I I see why they needed to build up to it, but there's no reason why we couldn't have had some blood in episode 1. Like, let's toss right. some bodies overboard episode 1, maybe show introduce Mike as the bad guy and introduce his side before we get to him, build up the bad guy a little bit. Yeah, a lot more of what we were talking about with the romances too, where they just tell, they probably need a little more show, not tell in general. But you know what? It's sad news because we do like the show. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of what's going on. So now... Let's move to predictions. We got one more episode, guys. We have one more episode, the season finale. So we're going to do our predictions for the season finale. And it'll be weird because it really feels like they were building up to a second season. That's what it felt like everything was. Nice. And now, your After Buzz TV predictions. It's so spooky. Super eerie. No lights flashing this time, though. I'm sad. What's up with that, Ronnie? There we go. Flashing lights in the house. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) It's like a haunted house up in here. All right. So we had an epic um, season, I guess their introduction or not introduction, but just like, what's the word I'm looking for, Kristen? How would I know? You're always thinking something silly, Dave. But I I would say, you know, next, we see next week that coming attractions in the coming attractions. That's what I'm looking for. Ace's grandson Shows up out of nowhere, and we've heard about him the entire season, and now we got a face to the name. But maybe not for long. What do you think about that? Man, I think that it looks like, at least from what they were showing, that he's in the body bag, or he's in the hospital. They're like, how could they do this, Ace says. So Gus and Chester look like something's going to happen to the grandson who is not supposed to be there in the first place, especially at this moment where Chester's in trouble. Right. Man, maybe he gets whacked. And that, I mean, again, second season would have been Chester even more so after Revenge. Mm-hmm. Because now he's going to be even more set on 
it, at least as it looks like. And I think he, I think something's going to happen to the grandson too. I do too. But I mean, they've set it up so clearly that the grandson's going to die that maybe it's not him in the body bag. Right. I mean, it is. It could be like the whole thing with Joey looking like he was going to off himself, and that's yeah. just what they set it up to be. So maybe the grandson doesn't die, but the grandson definitely. Whoa. Whoa! Oh. Finally. Oh. Right at the end. You know what it could be, though, and I'm thinking? What? It could also potentially be maybe they finally find the remains of Nathan Israel. Maybe someone finds something at the bottom of the river, and maybe that could be what it actually yes, is. Yes, that's a great point. Applause to you, sir. So I'm wondering if that's what it really is. So, yes, maybe they just find Nathan, and they're looking at him in the morgue. Yeah. And that's confirmation. Although and- they did some pretty good clean up but you never know that could be what it is yeah i mean i hate to think that his grandson comes back only to die right i mean that'd be pretty like he's airing on but i know they do do something to his grandson because we find out that his grandson has been gone for three days for no reason right so i mean maybe ace is just thinking that it's mike that's responsible but we do see everybody take up some arms and something goes down in a parking garage it looks like oh yeah and there's some guns yeah we see guns blazing so, what do you think is going to happen, though, to the baby? I think the baby's going to have to go. I think so, too. I think the baby's gone. That for sure, I think. I think the baby's gone. I don't yeah, think it's going to survive. I think maybe they'll adopt Eduardo. So, you think, you think that's going to happen? Eduardo adoption coming up? I think so. I think that's a solid prediction. And you mm. know what? I didn't think so at first, but I'm going to have to change my mind and back you. I think you're right. Thank you. You're uh, welcome. What about the big derby day? Who do you think will win? Man, you know what? I think Ronnie's going to screw up, and I don't think Getting Up Morning's going to win. I really don't think so. I can't, you know what? I'm just going to dance as I do this. I don't think Getting Up Morning's going to win. I don't think the Gambler's Horse is going to win either. I don't think Mon Chateau's going to win. I almost feel like um, if any of the horses we know are going to win, I think it's going to be Pint of Plain. Whose is that? Uh, That's Gus's? Gus's horse. You know, I don't know. All I remember is they said, girl, look at that body. <laughs> That's I'm all I remember. That <laughs> girl, look at that body. No horse porn. There's no horse porn. Not really. Not this episode. But there's going to be lots next oh, episode in the Derby so Day. Much. Look at the body of those horses. Flashing oh, lights. Filling up here. Oh, my God. Ronnie's doing these you flashing lights on time. You are making up for all of the lack of music and dancing in this episode. I'm stoked. Ain't afraid to show it. Oh. Mow it. Tow it. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> yeah. I'm not This afraid. is making predictions hard to do because I'm so excited I'm so about this song. I'm so into it. It's, it's building me up, though, for the suspense of who will win. I mean, we do see Jerry look at the other. Uh, he looks at Marcus and he's like, did you see who wins? They look cons- who won- The gamblers look really concerned. But... I gotta, but he looks at Marcus and was like, "Did you see who went, who won, who yeah. actually won the race?" And they're like, "No." So that's why I think the gambler's it's gonna, horse. It's either one of their horses yeah. or somebody else. It's going to be some sort of like photo finish. Walter's horse, or is it going to be Aces? That's tied with him. I mean, I think since Walter's horse was right beside the gambler's horse, maybe I don't know. I just feel like with Ronnie riding, something bad is going to happen. Yeah, Ronnie. Okay, so let's say Ronnie's Ronnie and the horse is going to go out. Yeah. And it'll be just Ace's horse and the gamblers. So who I mean, you, Ace is at the center okay. of the show. So End of it, my though, prediction, who do you think? gambler's horse will win. Okay, my prediction is going to be Pint of Plain 
Gus's horse is going to win. All right, guys. This is our last episode next week. Check me out at cinematicescape.com or Cinematic Escape on Twitter. And I'm Dave Klein again. You can check me out at the Dave Klein on Twitter or at www.djk-online.com. Come back next week. Can't wait to see you for the season finale in a horse race. And the very the Derby last race. episode of Luck Ever. And let's get a shout-out to Ronnie in the booth. Ronnie, Ronnie the booth. Jr. in the booth. <laughs> Thank you, Ronnie. Great job, Ronnie. Thank, Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. See you next week. We'll see you next week. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. See you later. You later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.